Three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Cheap Shot Discussions. Last episode we were talking about mandatory enlistment in yes. the United States yes. military. And I... It, it's something I can't quite get behind. Uh, okay, that's a, fair. A lot of my even current friends, uh, mil friends that are still enlisted like have this ideal that everyone should I guess my idea and I thought about this as I was going out to my car to grab something um, <laughs> we've taken like a 20 minute break yeah guys, we did so. do that um, <laughs> so my idea is that I believe there needs to be something in the social fabric that unites us as one there needs to be something that strengthens us as individuals Yes. And um, uh, uh, it's not necessarily if you're fighting for the country, because the country's an idea in right, the end, right, right. in the end of, end of things. But what I think is lacking in today's society is being able to um, relate to fellow mankind. Okay. And so, I, yeah. Go so, ahead. I mean, military service isn't going to change that. Do you feel like you have a greater bond with your Marines than you do the standard civilian? Yeah, but that's because we embrace the suck together. Yeah. Um, but there's different ways to do that. You, you, you do not have to put your life on the line. And you do not have to, like, give up hours and days and months, years even, away from home, away from your family. To, to to have that kind of bond. I mean I agree. Um this is my idea is that does that mean we should ref- redefine what the military means altogether? What do you mean? Like explain. I'm saying if there was mandatory uh service to your country, does that mean that we have to do business as usual to be how the military's been for the past 200 and whatever years, 250 something years. The only difference between you and the founding fathers is ideas. That's literally the only difference, right? There's no saying that it has to be the same way it's been for the past however long years. Right, right. But I I don't know, man. Like I I have a hard time, like, and I don't even have kids mm-hmm. yet. Um, I want kids. I want them desperately, uh, but I don't have them. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have a hard time looking at my child. Um, just with my current mindset, not even having them. <coughs> And being like, you're expected to go die. Yeah. If necessary. Right. Um, I mean, like, not everyone dies, but you're expected to do this if necessary. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, it... it it's me, something I cannot get behind. Let me paint it a different perspective, right? Because... 
I think in the end, whether you're United States, you're Russia, uh, you're the Turks, fuck ISIS. Let's say even that, right? Okay. The majority of people want the best for their kids and their livelihood. True. I think pe- most people want that. I, I would agree. Yes. And having said that, could we redefine what serving your country means altogether? I mean, I, I think so. But, well, I, I think I was trying to make this point um, in the last podcast is uh, you have to look what... Uh, at what's required of people and and like you said redefining what it means civil service versus putting your life out there right and being willing to sacrifice said life right i i didn't i'll have to adjust that um, I didn't take care of any Americans that were less than 25. Okay. That put themselves in that position. I did, however, take care of foreign nationals and local people that did not have the... Well, maybe the foreign nationals did, but the locals definitely did not have the choice of whether or not they were put in a situation that harmed themselves to the degree to need me. Right. They're just in the thick of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, is, is it fair to expect an 18 year old, 16 year old, 17, whatever to put themselves in that position absolutely not i don't think so either um because we're fighting the wars of people that have different agendas yeah and and, minds and having been in that in that situation like i i was never in an active firefight and i in fact i fought with the guys that i was deployed with from time to time Mm mm-hmm but when you're over in that situation, you're worried about you making it home. Right. And then the very next thing to that is the guy next to you making it home. Right. I don't feel like any any teenager, and we have to keep in mind that teenager means up until the age of 20 should be put in that situation. Yeah. No, I agree. And that's that's where it comes to a, a split and where it could be a debate of, of politics because politics, whether people like it or not, drastically affect the lives of these military personnel that go enlisted that want to just make a difference. They right. they right. they're joining for the betterment of what they believe mankind and, and their country and all of these things. Right, right. My idea is that at the political level, in a perfect scenario world where we get along with other countries, okay, mandatory service to your country, we can redefine that 
we're going yes, yes and that's why i'm saying civil service versus military service and even then why can't we redefine what military is long term because in the end we're going to be at the social hierarchy one day our generation is going to get to that point where our age we're calling the shots right and my idea is that why can't military service be more about the betterment of a society rather than war because no one wants war no one so so i agree with you the issue is is war makes money true absolutely but do you think people of our generation agree with that philosophy no but there's people beyond they'll our die generation they die right that yeah but there's families yeah, it's it it's like generally uh, generational, like an institutional, like the Rockefellers, See, the guys you, that made all their money off of oil right. back in the day, right? Like, well, even the Rothschilds, right? You look at the children of the Rothschilds, the grandchildren. One of the grandchilds of the Rothschilds is an artist. He just likes painting art. Okay, but what if his ability to pursue just that was taken away from him? Yeah. Okay. Like, he has generational wealth, or she has generational wealth, right? Right. What if their ability to pursue that without consequence? Yeah. Without having to be a quote-unquote starving artist? Yeah. Was taken away. Right. Okay. Because the banking system collapsed or, you know, the U.S. decided that this conflict with whoever wasn't worthwhile. Okay. How would that affect them? And what, like, how much pressure would they use on our governmental and agencies yeah and like our entities as as a whole yeah to get back their ability to be carefree and pursue what they want to pursue i can see that um like with the rockefellers in particular the oil tycoon yeah um so david rockefeller was The son of a man named Bill. They called him Devil Bill. Devil? Yeah. Okay. So Devil Bill beat the shit out of out of the Rockefellers, right? Okay. And that instilled this belief psychologically that he should trust no one. And therefore, it was bred into him to not trust anybody. And he had this like domination mindset. It okay. Was to, it was to command and conquer. I'm saying throughout generations, is it possible that they could want, like, not want that eventually? Like, the grandchildren, because maybe they don't experience it. They might experience it a little bit, but does it get to a point where it is bred out? Because I believe in humanity, 100%. I believe that eventually... I don't know. Personal belief, I believe good conquers evil, always. (laughs) I'm going to call you naive. 
Uh, <laughs> and and I've been called that a, a long time. I remember I, I got called that by a, a freaking uh, crew chief when I told him I wanted to join the Marine Corps. Yeah. And he's like, you're so goddamn naive to think that you can join the military and be happy in any way. <laughs> but this was also the same guy who pulled the crazy card two years into his enlistment who pretended to be crazy in order to get out of his four-year Okay, so if okay, I'm gonna start with a couple of things. Okay, the crazy card, the Section Eight card, the mm-hmm. Corporal Klinger, as yeah. I'm gonna call it. Okay, um, there was a great read and a great movie made about that. It's called Catch Twenty Two. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. Um, second of all. Not every moment I spent in the military was complete misery. I may have felt that way at the time, but it wasn't. Um, fuck, dude. I, I forgot where I was going with this, but uh, um, it, it wasn't complete misery, is what I'm going to say. But believing in the good of people is in my opinion extremely naive because you and I my wife Heather and Paul Mike across the street other Mike across the street right we're all out for our our own survival mm-hmm. right so, the good thing to do if shit really hit the fan was would be for me to share resources with you. Mm-hmm. That's a proper good thing to do. Right. Would I? You and I right now? Yes, I probably would because I know you on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Mike across the street? Yeah. Fuck no. Let's let's go. Let's take it even deeper, right? When I believe, because I say we believe in the betterment of of mankind, right? You have a let's say you have a child. Okay. Do you have the belief in that child to be a better person than you, to give your last meal to that child rather than yourself, in order to create a betterment in, in the hopes of a better future? Honestly. I don't know. I do know this for certain. I would probably give and let my meal to to that kid and let myself starve to death based out of just caring and love for that kid. I would too. Um, And I would do that for my nieces and nephews right now since I don't have a kid of my own. I would probably as well. But... And that's the good of mankind. That that's but, what but, I'm talking about. But in the hopes that it would better mankind in the future, no. But the, in you doing that action, that is my hope. That's where I see the good in people. Is that a lot of people would do that? And okay, I'm I'm gonna counter you. Okay, just just a little. Okay. What's the point of having children? 
my idea, and I think this has been proven throughout history, right? The last generation to this generation, we've gotten smarter. We have. Okay. My idea is that in providing for the future, I'm hoping to extend the ability. Because I think all of what consciousness is, is to get more experience. So if I can teach my kid what I know and in hopes that they learn what I know and go out into the world already noting what I know. Right. But also learning based on that, they get smarter. That's my perspective is that I want to take my experience and sell that into my kid in hopes that they take that baseline and build upon that. Okay. And I think that's for most people. And I, I, I don't think that's abnormal at all. But really, when you come down to it biologically, procrea- procreation, sorry for mixing and slurring my words a little bit, is about advancing your genes on. Yeah. Like primally. That is what it sure. is about. Sure. Um, so to say that you're like doing this for the hope or the betterment of mankind or for the next generation to come to me is a, is, is a complete fallacy. Um, you know, like, uh, I, I don't have kids, mm-hmm. and God, I want, I want them. I want you to be an Uncle Caden. I want Richie to be an Uncle Richie. To Denver, I guess, by blood, will be an Uncle Denver. <laughs> <laughs> but and why but, is that? Why do you want that? Probably because I've hit a point in my um, biological clock where I want my genes to be passed on to the next generation. Mm. If I had to get all lovey-dovey about it, it's because I look at kids and I see how influenceable they are and, and whatnot, and it's like... I remember having this conversation with my dad a few months ago, not even months, like years, uh, years and years ago, um, that why do you like this particular brand of, of car? Why do you like a Ford, for instance? Okay. Because your dad does. Okay. Why do you like this? Because your mom does. And so I look at that and I see the potential to like create little, and and it sounds super selfish, but like just passing on a legacy and creating a little mini me. Yeah. That I can like instill the same values with, hopefully, and, you know, make them care about the environment as much as I do. And hopefully, just get that going and pass it on in hopes of what i don't know a better future i i i honestly don't know 
it's like a biological urge at this point. Yeah. Cuz it, it, it's not it, it's it's not even a cognitive thing for me at this point. Like yeah. I just want a fucking kid. Right. Uh No, I I I understand your perspective. I I totally get it. Um obviously not at the same level as you cuz you've experienced different things than me, but that's that's what I come down to and I I've, I've said this several times on previous podcasts, but I believe the only difference between you and me, despite genetics, is experience. Yeah. And that's where I see consciousness uh, as the same thing. Okay. We're all the same thing, except we experience different things. But the thing is, like, by us talking into these microphones, we are sharing our experience with the same consciousness. We are sharing our experience in hopes for people to understand our perspective and to grow, okay. grow a more, quote unquote, woke <laughs> consciousness. I, I, okay, I okay. truly believe that everyone... Never use that term in my okay. presence again. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> but I Maybe think that... Uh, instead of woke, choose, choose enlightened. Informed. Informed. Informed, enlightened. Okay. A more enlightened... <laughs> consciousness because i i truly believe that we're all the same we've just experienced different things and that's what skews our perception of what life is okay um and in my hope is that throughout generation we can communicate enough to conform a more whole perspective yeah um (laughs) I'm just trying to calculate how much alcohol I've had. I've Sorry. had so much. <laughs> and, and for you, it's it's a little different because your tolerance is lower at it is. this point in the game. It is, yeah. Um, I, I just calculated I have had maybe about nine drinks. I've had enough to make me not care anymore. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Um, um that's where I see the the potential in the future is because in my perspective has been if I have to give my whole life of living in poverty to build a better future for my future like for example if I had to grind my entire life until I was 80 years old to be a billionaire to pass on legacy wealth to the rest of my family, but instill in, but still instill the values of being a good person. I would give up my whole life for that. Me too. By far. 100%. Um, I've actually like, I, and this is something I don't talk about a lot. Like some people in my nursing class know about it because I've practically lived with them for the yeah. last year and a half. <laughs> Uh, but, and you've lived with me literally for the past couple months. So, I mean, no no one else is listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) no, no one else gives a shit, but I, I, I've thought about this and I actually went through and did calculations, um, a couple weeks ago. On if I had a kid from the moment that kid was born, if I were able to 
put aside a Roth IRA at a hundred dollars a month, just a hundred dollars, right? For their first eighteen years, how much would that translate into them being able to receive when they turn eighteen? Yeah, and um, it, it it's unreal. Right. I mean, really, like it it is an unreal amount of money. And to do that, but also instill the values and beliefs of what you have now. And and I wouldn't even tell them. Right. I wouldn't even tell my kid that I am doing this. Right. Until they needed to know. And for me, the need-to-know basis would be based off of my ability to support them. Right. Through whatever they're going through. So, like, Liz's parents, my wife, they supported her through her undergrad degree. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it fell on us. And now she makes about seventy-five to 80000 a year. Right. But... She didn't really know what's waiting for her. At And it's unfortunate to think this way, but at the end of their life, until she got to that point. And that's kind of what I want for my kids. I want them to be comfortable enough to work towards a goal that they want. Yeah. But still have to work. Doesn't it kind of boggle your mind that there are some parents out there that get like overzealous or like really they see their kids being more successful than them and they're mad about it. I think that's my mother. That's crazy to me, right? Like, yeah. and, and I would think the same for you. I want my kids to be way more successful than me because that means I did my job. Yeah, yeah, and you know, for for me, um, God, I want kids so bad. I can't even tell you guys. Like, I can't fucking tell you guys how bad I want kids. Um, it's instinctual. It's natural. It's yeah, totally. yeah, it is. But I mean, like, it's an obsession of mine at this point. Do you have names that you want yet? Like, if you yes, have, yes, especially. No, for both genders, I do. What do you um, got? What do you got for a boy? Uh, Aiden. Aiden? Okay, that's a good name. What about a girl? That means from the fire. Okay. Um, from my where my people are originally from, the Celts. Okay. Uh, Gwendolyn. Okay. So she could be Gwen. Uh, like as a nickname or whatever, but yeah. I I have names picked out. Obviously, my wife and I'd have to come to an agreement on those. My wife doesn't seem anywhere near where I am. Yeah. With with this um, desire, and I'm uh, sure that'll change. I mean, you're, dude. Literally, you're five months away from being graduated and being yeah. in a different position in life. Yeah. Um. And and. and uh, I can't remember exactly what Gwendolyn means, but it means like strength and some some other stuff, and it's just a beautiful name to me. Yeah, 
I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's a beautiful like it. name. Yeah. Um, and I'd spell it in the traditional Welsh spelling. But that's beside the point. <laughs> it's I, better I than Ladasha. Ladasha. <laughs> yeah, no. There's this lady I worked with. There's this lady at work that I talked to on the phone. She, her name is literally uh, L A dash, like the little fucking hyphen. Hyphen. Uh, Ladasha. There's this other lady that's like, I named my son No Dante because I wanted to name him Dante, but I realized I was going to say no all the time. So I just said no Dante. So now she has to say no, no Dante. Well, she said if she just yells his name, it'll just instill like, that's not the right way to do it. <laughs> no Dante. If you yell that name, it has the no in front of it. That That makes zero sense to me. Exactly. Me too. Yeah, no, like, I, I actually, because I'm from, um, I, I've looked up my ancestry and my genetics, and I'm from, like, the Welsh background, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, I, I looked up names, and I was like, Guinevere. Yeah. Is a... I, I just really like the sound of that. And I think I, that sounds pretty badass. And I brought it to Liz, and she's like, that's King Arthur's wife. Yeah. We can't name our kid off of a fictional character. Sure you can. And I was like, okay, well, Gwyneth. And I, then I looked up the meaning for that, and I was like, no. And so Gwendolyn is the I like that too. If that has a nice it's unique. It's not over the top. Yeah. Yeah, and and then uh Aiden. I um, think that's a good name. Aiden? Yeah. I do think that's a good name. Is it just because that's like the last three syllables of your name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a good name. Uh I didn't like my name for the longest time. I wanted to change my name for a long time. Let me ask you this. Um, I don't know how many... I, I don't even know if we've talked about this on the podcast before. But you're adopted. I am. Is Caden a name given to you by your birth parents or by your adopted parents? Adopted, yep. Okay. okay. Yeah, it was at birth. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was a time where... I guess I was insecure with myself and I wanted to change my name for a long time. And, uh, like, I don't know. There's, there's my son's name. I've thought about it. I wanted to change my name to Boston for a long time. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that may be my first son's name. I don't know. My sister's name was Brooklyn. And, uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, cities. Yeah. We'll name. Um, being named as a city, it's not as great as you think. Yeah. <laughs> you got a brother that is also a city, right? Yes. Yes. Two I major. a couple of cousins that are cities Two well. major. They're major cities, though, so. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's not so much about that for me. It's, uh, 
And I think a lot of it comes from just the birth of a child is a big thing. And sure. a lot of the times it comes to you when that happens. And I've, I've heard of several people who've had that experience. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what was it? One or two weeks ago, we had Richie on here. He's getting ready to have a son. Um, he didn't know at the time that it was a son, but, uh, I'm going to name my son Borat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let me see here. I'm going back (laughs) through a ton of fucking text messages. Okay, so um, he found out he was having a boy, and I was like, do you have any names? And he said, Finn William. And then he asked any suggestions, and I said, Dwayne the Bone Raper. (laughs) (laughs) What's his last name? Torney. Dwayne the Bone Raper (laughs) Torney. (laughs) <laughs> and, and he's like no <laughs> I said huh um, I guess Clayton's a good name he's like I like it but I like Finn more and I was like you know it's it, it's your kid you know like it, it's a good one my name but was my, almost Forrest I know a couple of Forrests do you? yes yeah, I do too and uh but it's also it, cooper that was another one that was almost me but um my thought process was like you know finn's a fine name you know blah 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 yeah and then he went on to talk about the pandemic game yeah so apparently i was mistaken uh he's like so i looked up the rules for winning pandemic all we have to do is cure all diseases, not eradicate them. I think we won the other night. How much do you think he thought about that after he left? He was like, just, it was just. Clearly enough that he looked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I. I, <laughs> I wonder how much sleep he lost. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, I mean, like uh, clearly enough that he looked it up. I I don't know what else to say about that, but yeah, my buddy Richie, he's naming his kid. It sounds like Finn, unless Cecily disagrees. But it sounds like they're pretty. Ah, uh, dude, that's just part of a fish, dude. Finn? Yeah. I don't know. I know a couple guys named Finn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. You, you know what, like, it it's their kid, and as long as that kid grows up to be a decent human being, it doesn't really matter. I hope he comes, I hope he grows up to be an aquarium manager. Yeah. That'd be badass. <laughs> yeah, uh, the only thing was, is uh, when Richie found out he was going to have a kid, he's like, you have to help me teach this kid how to rock climb. Yeah. And I was like, I'm fucking all over that, man. For sure. Finn. I can get behind that. 
Finn William. Uh, yeah, so I'm hoping that I can have a little Aiden or Gwendolyn yeah. in the within the next couple years here. And that's near future to me. My my wife is not very keen on the whole offspring thing right now. That's, that's kind okay. of depressing to me. Well, it's just situational. Times and change. Yeah, but I I had a serious discussion with her the other day, and I was like, it's a deal breaker for me. I flat out told her, like, you know, it's, it is a deal breaker for me. Well, that's all you can do is state your position and, you know, I, everyone evolves. That's what I truly believe is that. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like, I love my wife from the bottom of my heart to the top and beyond. But the kids thing... And I know she's the one that's going to be doing a majority of the fucking grunt work. Carrying the kid, delivering the kid. But it really is. It, it, it's a deal breaker for me. It's it's hard to say, but... This is understandable. I, it, it's very important to me that... I have a kid, and it's it sounds so weird because if I were to rewind like five, six years, wasn't even on my mind. Yeah, at all. Yeah, it's just been like the last two or three. Okay, so like into your thirties, basically is where. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm like I. I don't know. Like I, I look at my nieces and nephews, and I see my sisters, because they're the only ones that have kids. None of my brothers have kids. Um, they probably shouldn't, and they might think the same of me. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I look at, I look at my nieces and nephews, and I'm like, you know, it, it's a lot of work, but. How how great is that, you know? Like, how great is it to have this little fucking mini-me? Yeah. Well, I think it's uh, all a... Uh, I, it, I don't know. It's a culmination of it, right? Like, if, for example, I had a kid tomorrow, unbeknownst to me. <laughs> right. It just happened. Yeah. I would want you to be the godfather. Really? And this is where I come to it being a joint effort is because I think you hold values that I would want that kid to have. Okay. Okay. And that's where I think like Denver, from what you've told me, if he had kids, right? He sounds like a like gung-ho fucking get shit done. But yes. he can't do it by himself. He may need the input from people that have different perspectives yes. that he yes. doesn't have. Yeah, my brother is totally a pro-social sociopath, for sure. <laughs> um, 
But I think it's important to have that family aspect of, of, because I can't give everything my kid needs. It, it, it's no, 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 no. It's a culmination of everything that surrounds them. So I want to make sure that whatever surrounds them is good. And, and you know, what's funny is, uh, I visit my dad all the time. I go to school. He's a teacher at this school. I, I, I'm not taking any, uh, classes from him specifically but he's there so i visit him Mm -hmm. when i'm on campus and um all of his all of his uh pictures in his office are of the grandkids my nieces and nephews like the greatest he has a fucking cheesy picture frame says the greatest gifts of all call me grandpa yeah and it's like just all of the fucking grandkids all my nieces and nephews so apparently i don't mean shit but (laughs) i think that's just the thing that's ingrained like because when you're a grandparent you get to be a parent but without any of the responsibility (laughs) yeah yeah and i agree and i look at liz's dad not not so much her mom. Her mom is... Oh, he'd her... be a great grandpa. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. You've met him. Oh, yeah. He'd be a fucking great grandpa. And you haven't met my dad, I don't think. No. No. Think of Liz's dad with motorcycles and cursing. <laughs> okay. That's, that is my dad. <laughs> Liz's dad is like the sweetest dude. He's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so like they would all make great grandparent, not great grandparents, but like they would all make excellent yeah. grandparents. Yeah. Except for I don't know, my mom's kind of iffy. My mom would love the shit out of any kid I had. Yeah. Period. But I do not, do, 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 do not trust her to be a positive influence. Yeah. Without question, my mom would love and die and fight for any kid I had. I do not trust her to be a positive influence on that child. Well, even then, it could be... Because I, I think... I don't know. I believe everyone evolves. And that could be the point where... That could be her tipping point. That could be it. Yeah. Um, that. I mean, that's true. But as of right now... As of right I'm, now, from your experience... Yeah. Having known her for... Your life. <laughs> my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> 30 plus years, 31, they're almost 32. I I wouldn't trust trust her to be a pause necessarily not necessarily a negative, but definitely not a positive. When influence. was the point in your life where you realized like I guess you got of age where you were like oh, my mom's not my authority figure. Like you realized like oh, this isn't how things have to be. 
Yeah. I was probably around f- 15. Okay. Where was the point where you felt like you took the lead? Because there's a point in my life where probably 22, 23, where my parents started listening to my advice. Where I took the lead? So, um, I wouldn't say my mom's ever taken my advice. Okay. Um, my relationship with my dad was pretty sparse from the time I was like, eight until i was like 19 ish okay uh maybe 20 so i i didn't really have a relationship with him during those years uh my mom's never taken my advice okay however taking the lead on my own life yeah about 16 okay maybe 15 um I remember the biggest issue that I had with her initially was uh, I bought a handgun off of a guy. Okay. <laughs> at my work. She's like, you don't even know if that's like clean or if like it's been used in a crime. or. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old enough to own it. And I'm going to buy it. Fuck you. <laughs> was, was there a point where you reached where you were like... I think this would be best for you, but they don't see it. Yes. What around what time would that be? Oh fuck, dude. Where you were like trying to better their life, but they didn't four or five years ago. Okay. So but probably about the same time I was going through then. Yeah, but for for me, like, so my mom's kind of, uh, she's not necessarily bipolar, but uh, my wife, who is qualified to do so, has um, said that she has, uh, what is it, like, basically tendencies, fuck, I can't remember what the name of the condition is, um... Where you're either all in or you're fucking all out. Okay. Right? And uh, that's my mom. And uh, this is part of the thing that concerns me with um, our idea of putting billboards up. Yeah. Because she would see it. She might see it, and then she might listen and hear how I really feel. And for 99% of the population, I don't give a fuck what you think of me. Yeah. But this is my mother. Right. You know, it's... I. What's your fear that she'll hear? Um, God, what is it called? Uh, ju- just how I feel. About her interactions with me in general. Do you think that would snap her out of it? No. Just um, great resentment? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, I feel like it would turn from this is my kid to this is my enemy. And I I mean, I don't need her for 
financial or emotional support at this point. Mm-hmm. Everything I do for her is for her benefit yep. at this point in, in, in the game. Um, fuck what it's not bipolar. It's fucking something else. Um, Well, if if we need to, we can take a pause. I have to piss so bad, so... Let's pause. All right, let's pause. You go ask your wife, and then uh, we'll be back. You trying to find food? And we're back. (laughs) I I can't even remember what we were talking about. That's okay. It's like another podcast. It's two for one. Um, Lucky son of a bitches. Yeah, I... This is the most drunk I've been in a long time. In at least a month? In at least a month. I think probably more than that. <laughs> yeah, because you haven't drank for a month. Yeah. Um, and I just uh, gave you a nice oh. highball glass full of Blanton's. It's- I'm so happy we get that consistently in Utah now. Oh, God, yes. Isn't that crazy? $60 a bottle. Like, like what's happening? <laughs> I, I'm I'm really happy that we get it, too. Yeah. That's the only reason why I cracked open this this bottle that I have. Um, two bottles you have. Yeah, yeah. I have two bottles, but it's the only reason why I cracked open one. That's crazy to me that it's only $60 at our liquor stores. I was expecting it to be more. I, I can't believe Booker's is more expensive. It, yeah, and I don't think Booker's is as good. And sorry. It's a good... It's this a good. is a hard change of gears here. Like That's okay. We just took a, probably, what, a 15-minute break? <laughs> Yep. I I was placating my wife, uh, watching Saturday Night Live with her. Um, Booker's is a good bourbon. It's not Blanton's. Yes, correct. Um, So I found out what makes a bourbon a bourbon. It's over 51%. Not just that. What else? It has to be single barrel. Oh, does it? Every barrel is Dude, brand new. I'm telling you, once Cody comes on next week, he is like, I'm gonna give him some Blantons. I want to. I want to truly know his. He likes it. Like he. He's so. Has he in, had it before? No. He's so into whiskey, though. Like he. Uh, Here, hold on. He'll be able to tell the difference. Well, he between is, whiskey, bourbon, rye. He is scotch. like a connoisseur. So he'll he'll be able to tell the difference between whis- whiskey, bourbon, rye, scotch. Because he told me, he's like, you have to drink whiskey or bourbon out of these certain glasses. Yeah. Otherwise, they're, it's not like... You need, a, you need a highball glass for it. Let's see here. Drinking. I have a list for that. Here it is right here. Glenn, okay. Glenn Karen. He recommended these glasses. Okay. Because he said they're like the best glasses for whiskey connoisseurs or bourbon connoisseurs or whatever. And then I also found these whiskey stones, which are actually... Bullets. Yeah, (laughs) dude. Yeah. So you freeze these and then you... uh... Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, so I have highball glasses, which is depicted in the picture here. Yep. Um, um, but I guess Glen Karen is like the. Those look like high quality glasses. They are. So what you're drinking out of right now is a highball glass. Yep. That's the standard whiskey glass. Um, oh, whiskey's so good. Oh, my God. Compared that's not to whiskey. Vodka, that's well, bourbon. Yeah, yeah. But And Cody will be able to tell us the difference because he... Dude, I can tell you the difference. I know. He's like... But he's like... Um, he's on a different level as far as... He understands like the regions and like where it originated and like why it originated and he's crazy well but as far as vodka that's my primary because it's a it's a mixing liquor yes um and he told me yes. we went to the liquor store together and he's I again was gonna, sorry for losing track of the previous conversation um i was gonna buy tito's and he's like 360 vodka is better for the money because 360 is the best on the market as far as there's no flavor to this vodka. There's none. Well, in my opinion, if you can go for a glass bottle versus a plastic bottle. Yeah. 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 I mean, absolutely. Come on. But he told me even, uh, between Tito's and 360, he told me 360 is flavorless and for the price difference, 360 is going, like, he would go for that because it's flavorless. And if you're going to mix it, just go with this. Um, but he told me Tito's is the best vodka as far as flavor if you're a whiskey or a uh, vodka connoisseur. And he's going to be on next week, yeah? He is, yeah. Sweet, dude. I'm excited to get another guest. He will be bringing some mead. Um, nice, nice. Which he brewed himself. So I'm kind of excited for that. I I'm super excited for that. I've never had mead before. I never have either. So um, we'll we'll have to see how it's like. Cody is probably I trust him more than most people with alcohol connoisseur. <laughs> for sure. He, for sure. He likes yeah. alcohol a lot. I'm not gonna call him an alcoholic, even <laughs> though he is one. Um, um uh, well <laughs> And he'd I admit mean, that, that's fine. But you know, the the fact of being able to uh identify glasses for bourbon versus whiskey versus rye versus scotch um oh yeah he's big into that you know i i'm an alcoholic to the point where i can differentiate between bourbon scotch rye whiskey um but probably not on the same level as Cody is. So Cody is, uh, you know, Cody has a problem, but <laughs> that's, uh, I love you, Cody, so much, dude. But you know, you know it. And Cody's uh, a special guy. Like, and I'm I looking got him forward on, to having him here. I got him on board with this whoop thing, which I'll talk about in the future once we have a code for you guys to sign up with. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're trying to work out a sponsorship right now, which I it, it's definitely going to happen. It's just how fast it 
get back to us. Um, Cody is, uh, he knows his alcohol more than anyone I've ever met in my life. Outside of um, active duty Marines, yes. I think Cody could keep up, dude. I really no, do. No, I, I mean, I, th- I think he could keep up too, but it's it's just exposure. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think uh, Cody has had Habusaki where I have. He could probably tell you what it, it was. Like, I told him what, uh, is that the Cobra one? Yeah. He knew what that was. He did? Yeah. Has he had it? I'm not sure. I'll have to ask him. I've had it. Once he comes on, I don't I'll remember half of the drive back to Salt Lake from fucking uh, Tucson. Were but- you driving? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, Hypothetical. Wait, wait. Hypothetical. Yeah, I, I, I may have been driving. It's a, it's a novel he's working on. Maybe it'll come out. I don't know. Yeah, it's a follow up to Jack Kerouac's The Road. Dude, um, I really like these bullets, whiskey stones. I think those are badass. I mean, I have genuine whiskey stones, but... What if you drop real 5.56 five, rounds? I don't recommend that. <laughs> I, I really don't. <laughs> I mean, uh, you're, you're talking about brass, a um, little mixture of lead. Yeah. Lead poisoning is no joke. Um, Before you know it, you'll be talking about how the freaking frogs are gay. Yeah, freaking frogs gay. Uh, freaking frogs gay. Um, however, these, what are they actually made out of? Probably ceramic, if I were to guess. Um, ceramic with like an enamel on them? Uh, I'm very drunk. Extra large. I like extra large. I always like extra large. 22 size bullets. Because size matters. Um, 22s? Like 22 cal? Yeah, that's not very big. That's not big at all. But it makes sense. You're putting it in a... In a fucking... What do you call it? A, a little glass. I'd be willing to... I don't know. I added it to the list. Oh my god, I'm so drunk, dude. <laughs> Me too. I'm so happy to have you back. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Cody told me about these uh, whiskey stones you can buy that are like... Highball glass. That's what it is. If I guess they make whiskey stones that are like balls that you can just drop one ball into the into the glass. Right, right. He was telling me the benefits of that. I forgot. Cody, you can tell me next week. It's it, okay. it, it distributes the the chilling effect a little better. Yeah. But honestly, like, to really appreciate a whiskey or a bourbon, you need to have just a just a dash of water, um, which is what Caden has sitting in front of him right now. Yeah. Just a dash with some ice cubes because my whiskey stones were dirty from last night because it was Halloween and well, Cody fuck t- it whiskey well bourbon good bourbon 
Uh, he even told me like this is the one he recommended. Which metal is like ball? A, yeah. A big ball. Um Start of bed. I don't exactly remember why. Stainless steel ice cube metal whiskey stone ball for drinks. We could put those in this little mini fridge right here. Yeah, he'll tell us why next week, I'm sure. Well, um, the the spherical shape um, is, like, it, it helps dissipate the cooling effect. Okay. Better than, like, a, a conical or a cube shape does. Does that make sense? See, the thing with Cody is he has a very high IQ, but at the same time, he likes alcohol. So, so those two mixed together are he, really he good He comes thing. down to a normal level. <laughs> well, he just knows his... Uh, he knows why. He was telling me that the benefits of using a big ball instead of a, a bunch of tiny cubes. Yeah, and, I uh, mean, like, even if you look at that with whiskey stones... Gift set, six granite, round. This bev- one? Nope. Oh, yeah. Same, same thing. thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. That versus, you know, that giant metal ball. Yeah, because ice, I mean, in the end, it's just water, and it kind of dilutes the flavor a little bit. But he was even telling me about. Well, I mean, and there is benefit benefit to diluting yeah just just a little bit you know like here hand me that highball glass that you have (laughs) you know that that is almost perfect i would agree with um the ice being melted in it and just a little splash yep. of water. I mean, it's not a bourbon neat, but when I had a bourbon, um, not a bourbon neat, but I I had a rye neat the other day, about a week ago. It burned my throat, man. Like, I was like, this is Bullshit. I didn't even want to finish it. And, I, and, yeah. Um, that's what I mean, you're it was with. a really high quality rye. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Th- this was a rye that was purchased by the Eccles family. I don't know if you know what that means. Nope. That's just a name to me. Do you know who rye? Uh, have you heard Rice Eccles before? As in Rice Eccles Stadium. Okay, the Eccles family pumps millions of dollars into the University of Utah. Oh, okay. I drank a rye purchased by the Eccles family. Okay. The front hit was good. And I drank it neat. Yeah. I even told the host, like, I'll take it neat. Because that's how I always take a new 
type of whiskey when I'm drinking it. Yeah. Because I, 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 I want Gives you a good know. baseline. Yes. Um, and she's like, what does that mean? I was oh like, my God. Oh. It, it was one of Liz's friends, uh, a coworker of hers. Okay. And, and I was like, it means no ice, no stones. Just give it. it to me raw. Just, just pour it. Yep. And she poured me a glass, maybe two fingers. I got through about half of it, and I was like, I don't, I don't even remember the brand. Yeah. But, um, when it comes to to whiskeys, yeah, rye, bourbons, um. I'm a bourbon fan, clearly. Yep. Uh, even if I throw up drinking this stuff, yeah, <laughs> I will continue to drink it. Um, but this this was a rye. It had a a really like a harsh bite on the on the back end of it. Um. And I asked for it neat, so I got what I I asked for. Uh, but it had a really, really harsh bite on on the back end, down the throat, and on the back end of the tongue. And I was like, I I just can't get behind this, man. You know, like bourbon is more smooth. Uh, rye has a slightly sweeter taste up front but it definitely has that bite at the back end and whiskey's just kind of like yeah yeah but um you know that single barrel distilled bourbon that that that's what i'm after because if it has a bite on the end of it that's the only batch right in the world that has that bite. Mm-hmm. It's the only batch that has that smoothness. It's the only, you know, like bourbon is just, it, it's just a special thing. Right. I, I <laughs> Especially single barrel. Yes. Well, I mean, in order to be a bourbon, it has to be single barrel. It actually has to be a certain alcohol percentage too. Yes. So it has to have the circuit, certain alcohol per- percentage, but it also needs to be single barrel which means every single drink of bourbon you have whether it's maker's mark uh, blanton's bookers whatever uh, um woodford whatever have you is brewed out of that one barrel yeah yeah which is absolutely incredible There's, uh, oh, I don't remember what this is called. Is it Buffalo Trace? Yeah, this is what Cody was after. Buffalo Trace. He was, like, looking for this for a long time. Apparently, this is an incredible bourbon. Okay. Uh, I'd be willing to try it, but in in my mind, based of 
based off of all the bourbons I've tried yeah. already, it probably still wouldn't live up to Blanton's. And see, that's where I find it interesting because you've tried Blanton's, Cody's tried this, you both haven't tried the opposite side. So that's where it's interesting to I, me. I would be more than willing to try it. Yeah. 100%. I don't know if he has any of this left. We bought it two days ago. <laughs> I don't know if Cody's drinking it It might it be all. iffy by the time he comes on. Uh, I know when he bought this, this sells out so fast at Utah liquor stores. Okay. Buffalo, Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Yeah. Um... So we'll see. First of all, Kentucky behind the name of bourbon. It, I mean, it means a little something, but it doesn't mean everything. I think that's what it means, though. Is bourbon is is made in Kentucky? No, no, no. Because I I heard an NPR thing about this. Uh huh. And uh, micro distillers not breweries for beer but distillers are brewing their own bourbon and what bourbon means is a certain alcohol percentage over 51 percent i think matched with single barrel okay okay plus distilled do you know what a tequila is it's it's agave based do you know where it has to be made to be... Mexico. Yes. Yes. That's crazy to me. You can't make a tequila in the United States. It makes perfect sense to me. That's crazy. It's a lot. What, what, what about champagne? Do you know anything? I don't know any. That? I would guess Cham- French. Yes. I would guess French. Champagne. The actual champagne has to be made in Champagne, France. I did not know that. See, like, yeah, I didn't know that. I, I've had plenty of quote unquote sparkling wines. Champagne. I've only had like two or three actual champagnes from yeah. Champagne, France. Yeah. How were they? Good. Sparkling. They th- honestly, like, they creep up on you. Um, I didn't know I was getting drunk until the fact that I realized I needed a cab to get home. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, I guess it really depends on where it's made, too, because uh, Cody's not a rum guy, and he got rum from the uh, Caribbeans or whatever. And, right. And uh, he told me it's night and day difference. It's it's completely different to have the alcohol where it's made, the originating area. Right, right. Totally different than what's available in the states. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it, it's like uh, bourbon can be made anywhere. Yeah. Getting Kentucky bourbon is different than getting bourbon that's made anywhere. There's a pride thing. Yes. Um, getting scotch. That's made Scotland in actual Scotland, like Lagavulin. Yeah, is different than just getting Scotch. Yeah. Same with whiskey. You know, like whiskey's a 
an Irish thing, mostly. Mm-hmm. But if you get Tennessee whiskey, it's different than Irish whiskey. Right. Which is different than Canadian whiskey. Yeah. You know. Um, Southern Comfort. Oh, fucking SoCo, dude. Is that the military? Uh, fucking SoCo, dude. SoCo. SoCo and Jack Daniels, man. That is... Uh, there, there's some memories with that. It's really just the... Uh, like Jack Daniels. I'm sure the guy who made that's rich as fuck. It's the bite. That's what it comes down to. The difference between Blanton's... Like, I can drink Blanton's straight with a little bit of ice in it. And right, it's right. smooth. It's right, just smooth. Right, right, right. And the difference between that and uh, Jack Daniels... Jack Daniels has that just harsh bite to the throat. It really does. Yeah, it's got that burn as it's going down. And Jim Bean's a little better, but not much. Yeah, well, I mean... Jim Beam's a bourbon and Jack Daniels is a whiskey. You know? Sour rye. Yeah. Sour mash. Um, it, it, it's just not... In my opinion, it's not good stuff. Uh, I guess right when you turn 21, it's all the same. Yeah, it, it really is. You You need to build that palate. You know. Yeah, because now I can tell the difference. Because, like the first, I think the first whiskey I bought was Jack Daniels, and uh, that's a damn shame. Right, the first beer I bought was Guinness, and um, okay. So I drank Guinness. That's respectable. It's not the best beer in my opinion. But oh, it's it put some hair on your chest. I'll tell you that much. And uh, you buy Jack Daniels after that. But after a few years, I'm almost 25 now, and uh, you slowly build a palate of right, what right. is, like... Good and what isn't. I wouldn't. I don't know if I can say any of it's good, but uh, good for you, rather. Well, I mean, like, yeah, it's not good <laughs> for you, but... What tastes um, well and what doesn't. And right. Like Blanton's it, has a, uh, it doesn't have that kick to it. It's, it's, you can taste it and be like, okay. And it's that's, got that nice vanilla cedar or oak. I guess it's the same as coffee because I, I used to hate coffee completely. Yeah. Until Shelby got involved. She was pregnant at the time. She was probably a hundred pounds heavier than she is now. Um, huh. But even I've then, I've never seen her pregnant. So yeah, she was about to pop when I met her. <laughs> I was like, "Give me whatever you, whatever you think is good," and she made me some peppermint bullshit. Now I'm. Oh, icing. speaking of which, I have um, some recipes out there for. Uh, I have the peppermint schnapps and everything ready to do it, but I have alcoholic beverages available. For winter. Have you had Ice 101? No. Oh, God, dude. I've, uh, it's one of those liqueurs that if okay. you, uh, get too cold, it becomes like a syrup almost. Okay. Oh, God damn. It's just like straight sugar. Pretty much. It's peppermint. Like when you drink it normal, it's like fireball, anything like that. Okay. Um, 
once you get it cold, it's like thick. It's NyQuil bullshit. Okay. I threw up on that many times. <laughs> many times. Oh um, my god, I'm drunk. Oh. Um. So I didn't really fully start drinking until I joined the Navy. Surprise, surprise. Drunk, drunken sailor. Uh, I went to port, uh, Pier 451 on base. It's called Pier 451. And uh, they were literally walking around with shots and test tubes. <laughs> you didn't have to pay for them. I... I I don't remember paying for them. If I had to pay for them, I bet it was about a a dollar okay. per shot. I just bought a fuck ton of them, dude. I don't remember how I got back to my bed that night. I really don't. Um, my roommate pissed in his closet. His what own the closet. Fuck? Yes. Did you remember it? Nope. Well, uh, he was doing it, and I woke up while he was doing it, and I tried tried to tell him. I was like, "Cannon, hey Cannon." I don't remember his first name. His last name was Cannon. I was like yelling at him, like, "Hey, dude, you're pissing in your fucking closet. You're peeing it on your clothes." And he just kind of kept doing it. And so I went back to sleep. And uh, he woke up in the morning. <laughs> He's like, why are all my fucking clothes wet? <laughs> and I was like, dude, you pissed all over him. I tried to stop you, but you wouldn't listen to me. So I just went back to sleep. <laughs> And he was like, are you fucking serious? I was like, yeah, dude, smell them. And he smelt his clothes and they smelled like piss. <laughs> See, I think that's where you are with me. Like, we don't, we've never blacked out. We've never been at that point. <laughs> where it's I like, know I haven't. I've never been at that point. I'm pretty drunk now. I, I will remember I'm this. I'm relatively drunk now, yes. I'll remember this tomorrow. For maybe the most not, part. Yeah, maybe not all of it. Not but, all of it, but yeah, I'll remember yeah, it for yeah, the most yeah. part. <laughs> right, right, right. Liz told me we've been out this for a little longer than I thought we had. Yeah? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I don't hear her laughing anymore. She's probably gone to sleep. What the? What is the time? 10.55. Yeah, she's probably gone to sleep by now. Um but yeah, like I, I mean, I, I thought we had only been going for about two and a half, three hours when I last talked to her, and uh, it's been about four. And and, and she, uh, at that point, she said, "No, you guys have been at it for like four hours. Yeah, it's fine, but you're you've been at it for like four hours." And. I guess we've been at it for four hours. Um, yeah. What time are we at right now? Hour 20. 
Okay, that's not too bad. But, yeah. Um, cause what we're like trying to push it out to like two hours each. Yeah, we can really do whatever we want. Yeah, I mean, really. As long we as we're not over four hours, we're good. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, I I don't know my my wife. Uh, I'm super. Like the the room is fucking spinning right now. Um, I'm almost there too. Yeah. 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 Uh, my wife was like, "You guys have been at longer than normal." Um. I don't know. Maybe I'm just excited that Caden can drink again. It's weird, dude. Like taking a month off. I don't know. It's a taking a month off is kind of one of those things where you're like, "Fuck!" I don't know. I definitely felt better before drinking. (laughs) I'll tell you that. (laughs) I took a month off and I felt fucking great. I've been off my antidepressants. I'm like, I feel stable, dude. And then the next day I come out of it, I drink it. I mean, you you stayed up until you could drink. Yeah, and then I drank, and then the next day I got up and I got sued. So. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, though. I got that handled. I got sued. I forgot about that. They're like, we're going to sue you. You had to pay us this money. I paid them. It's fine. I I forgot all about that. It's fucking weird, dude. I had no stress. Like, my stress was zero. I stopped drinking for a month and my stress was at zero. I stopped doing antidepressants. My stress was at zero. You stopped smoking... Like weed, anyway. Yeah, I stopped smoking weed. I sm- started smoking cigarettes. I started smoking, uh, you know, vape or whatever. I get a call like, hey, we're going to sue you. Like, oh, fuck, I'm going to do two cigarettes. That's fine. And then... Uh, then you come home, run into me. I'm like... Dude, we've got two bottles of Blanton's right here. Like, to me now, I I feel like the older you get, the less you care about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely true. So, uh, like, yeah, they threatened to sue me. I paid the money, whatever. Like, it's so minuscule to me. It means nothing to me. Like, pay 170 bucks, whatever. And, uh, like, I don't know, True. dude. Like, the older you get, the less it means to you at all. Like, if I, were ni- if I were 19, I'd be freaking the fuck out. I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> they I'm- sent somebody after me. <laughs> they sent somebody after me. And the older you get, you're like, whatever. Yeah, like, I, uh... I don't know, like, between my GI Bill, my disability, what Liz makes, I I saw what the what we owe on our credit card, like, for just the minimum payment this month, uh, is like over $400. Yeah. 
And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's weird though. <laughs> like, <laughs> if if I were 19 years old and somebody was like, you owe me $400, I'd be like, holy shit, what the fuck do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm just like, suck my yum yum stick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah i i don't know if you guys are still lift, listening to this or not we're clearly fucking gone like <laughs> both of us are gone um but if you're still listening thank you um if not oh well i'll say this though if you're 18 19 and you're like oh there's all these credit cards or whatever like, all of these bills coming my way, people threatening all this shit, fuck them. It's all an illusion, man. I feel like the older you get, the more you're like, well, like, they can't kill me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and as long as they can't kill me, I'm, I'm good, dude. Especially in my situation, like... Like, uh, I, I've been in circumstances where I, I could very well be killed. And I'm like, compared to that, this is, eh. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit anymore. That's why I don't have a job anymore. Like, I, I spoke my mind and... They asked me if I said what I said, and I was like, yes, <laughs> I, I said what I said. And um, it's so funny, like, this whole system, the second you realize, like, you can't fucking take my life, like, <laughs> that you can't do shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it really is. Um, <laughs> if they could come after me and be like, we well, didn't pay this. We're going to slit your throat. It'd be different, but <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> you didn't pay this, so we're going to come against you with lawyers. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to pay. I'll, I'll pay it off, and then what? <laughs> and then what? You know? Yeah. Like, I, I, for me, it's a little different. I have property on the line. <laughs> I have my, like, livelihood, my my house but but the thing is they can't take your life and they can't take your wife's life, so like yeah yeah and that, that that's where i got to with my um kind of where i'm at and my my wife uh she, she is still a little bit concerned and upset over what happened about a year ago uh, with me losing my job because I said certain things in passing. You wanted to burn the place down. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to really bring that to light in case we actually get a uh, a following and people start listening to us or yeah. If if we broadcast on billboards like you're talking about. Well, I'll take that. I'll take the responsibility for you. I'll burn down Intermountain Hospital out of principle, in my opinion. 
In my opinion, but I'll burn down Intermountain Hospital as a theoretical thing because okay. that won't hurt me. Um, but I, I, I said some things, and you know, for better or for worse, I had the integrity to own up to it. Has your wife listened to any of this? No. No, no. <laughs> Good. No, 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 no. Good. Um, she she still backs me, and That's she good. knows about this. Like, she knows I backed, like, I said what I said, and then I owned up to what I said. Yeah. And um, she understands that. Yeah. She understands who I am as a person. Right. Um. However, I do not want that to prevent me from getting a job in the future because I I need a fucking job, and I'm passionate about what I'm pursuing. To be fair, you look at the CEO of any company you've worked for ever. There's nothing differentiating you from them besides belief. And uh, explain. The whole idea of America is you can be your own boss. And uh, true. I believe no matter who you offend, the entrepreneurial side of the United States of America is that you can say whatever the fuck you want to say. And uh, I don't know, dude, like the whole idea of working for somebody else is slavery to me. It's uh, <laughs> Uzi, uh. Do you need to do something? Do you need to go outside? Go potty? Huh? Go outside? <laughs> He's there probably he going to shed out on my floor later. Um. <laughs> I think the whole idea of being an American is the idea that if you want to be your own boss, you can be your own boss. And uh, this whole idea of like, oh, I need to conform. Otherwise, I'll lose my job or I'll whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it's bullshit. Um, I, I will say this, though. Like... Um, This, the things that I said were off color for sure. Um, and or off color or whatever you want to say. Um, and could be interpreted a certain way, especially with a zero tolerance policy. <laughs> um, However, my willingness to follow through is both limited to the fact that I genuinely don't want to cause harm to other people. Yeah. And hopefully, through the last two podcasts, you guys have understood that. The other part is logistics. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the means 
the follow through. Um, Dude, I what I said. I truly believe everyone's equal, and therefore, you can suck my yum yum stick. <laughs> like, in the words of Lady Gaga, I'm uh, so happy to have you back. By the way, in in the words of Lady Gaga, you can take a ride on my disco stick, dude. Like, I don't give a fuck. I uh, the. <laughs> The whole idea of capitalism, the whole idea of what America means is I can say whatever the fuck I want. And as long as I don't let what you say intimidate me, it doesn't fucking give a shit. Yeah, and and that's part of the reason why I'm hoping that our whole thing takes off because... um. In the end, it won't matter, right? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't at all. As, like, you can say whatever right you now, want. You can well, say whatever you want. You, and you, you think that, and then you wind up in my situation, right? Mm-hmm. So. What's your situation? I lost my job based off of what I said. But at the same time, do you need that job to... Do you need that job? Like, for example... Would I currently be working that job? Probably not, based off of my <laughs> level of uh, work that I need to put towards school. Yeah. I probably would not be working that job, no. Right. Um, How much is Intermountain worth, though? As far as reference, I don't know. Billion, little, like, that's where it comes down to. I'm not talking about them as a company. I'm talking about them as in reference to me. Mm -hmm. Um, How much are they going, is that one situation going to affect me moving forward? Yeah. and how much is that going to affect me as an employee for another company? There's two of you right now. So, Intermountain Hors- Hospital yeah. CEO, Mark, Mark Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. You can s- suck the fucking bell end of my penis. That's okay. how much I give a fuck about you. If you want to sue me, go ahead. I don't give a fuck about you, okay. dude. I don't give a fuck about your fucking. Looks I mean, like I've I've met this guy. I wasn't too impressed, but I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> that's how much I know my rights and my uh, my ability as a human being to defend myself. Suck the bell into my dick, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> What what is the bell end of your dick precisely? It's my circumcised penis. <laughs> so you're you're circumcised. I am. Yeah. That's good to know, I guess. Um suck it, dude. I don't give a fuck. That's a that's a perspective I give is that I know my rights as a uh as a United States citizen like Cool. Which is what I'm going 
over in my um paper that I'm writing. And and that's my uh that's kind of my uh that's my right as a uh, United States citizen. Is that it's, I can tell you to suck my penis even though you sit there looking like a motherfucking sure. like you look like you're look you're laughing like oh <laughs> Like, I'm laughing about this bullshit thing. Whatever. Our new president and CEO. I don't give a fuck, dude. And that's the beautiful thing about the United States of America, is I can sit here and point this motherfucker. He makes millions of dollars. I don't give a fuck, dude. True. He's Um, a a person. He's a... uh, However, if you pull up... um, the official Inner Mountain webpage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it will say that he makes zero money off of his current position. Well, he makes zero money. Whatever. Uh, at the same time, he runs a shitty organization. And uh, from my experience and my family's experience, he's failing medical industry um even though he makes zero dollars supposedly and i uh i take your word at that i don't give a fuck dude i see how my family's treated under the regime of this fuck he's failed he's fucking failed that's fair and uh that's all i see so like, great. I'm sure him and his family have a great life. I'm sure his kids will never have to worry about anything in his life. And congratulations to his kids. He doesn't understand what his staff goes through. He doesn't understand True. what, uh, you know, what his clientele goes through. True. And therefore, I don't give a fuck about this guy who has his eyes open at a 15 degree angle. I don't give a shit. 15 degree angle. How yeah, look at that. With that. What? What? 15 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Because you know what? He really doesn't give a shit, dude. About the, uh, you know, CNAs that are going through all the bullshit. True. Doesn't understand any of it. You know what he did? He went through grad school and he thinks he knows how to be a leader. <coughs> and uh, I would agree. Knowing what my dad went through, this guy doesn't know the slightest fuck about what he's doing. He knows what he's been taught and uh, sadly it's not enough. I would agree. Congratulations, Intermountain Healthcare. You are the number one provider of healthcare in the United or in Utah. Congratulations. You don't know what the fuck's going on with the people you're treating. You have no idea. And it's a uh, I don't know, dude. It's comical to me. The guys that uh, 
go through graduate school who play the system all of a sudden know how to run the uh, the most credible, the most uh, respectable medical system in Utah. Yeah. They also hire the most people in Utah. This is the second lieutenant. What the fuck? This guy's the second lieutenant taking charge. True. How many surgeries do you think this guy's gone through? I don't know. I'm going to go see what the dogs are up to. Yeah. Maybe we should call it quits. All right. This has been another episode of Cheap House Discussions. I've been talking a lot of shit, but that's okay. We're both drunk at this point. Yeah. With, I may throw up at this point. <laughs> With Caden and Dallas, this has been another episode of Cheap Shot Discussion signing off. Bye. Where's the stop button? Okay, here it is. <laughs>